Welcome to Moms Who Say the F Word with your hosts, Paris and Courtney, the two mom friends you didn't know you needed. another fun episode of moms who say the f word we would absolutely love it if you would leave us a five-star rating wherever you have found our podcast now on with the show so friend i'm feeling a little down about disney lately why well you know (laughs) depressed about coming you know depressed that i am off my my vacation but also have you seen all the accidents that have been happening at disney world (laughs) uh yeah a little bit scary like um well Really? How scary could it be, though? <laughs> I, I mean, Jungle Cruise, it's not that deep. <laughs> it's not that deep. It's, but I mean, you got to watch out for those piranhas. Sorry. Right. That's all I'm saying. Right. Assuming they work. The animatronics are working that day. <laughs> right. Oh, right. So when I went to Disneyland and I took the, my kids on the Jungle Cruise and my two younger two never have been on it. And I looked over the side because I knew we were the piranhas and I could see the metal little piranhas in the water, but they weren't moving like they're supposed to. <laughs> and the, the captain wasn't talking about them. So I was like, Oh, clearly the, there's like a problem. So that was kind of sad for me, but at least our boat didn't sink. <laughs> right. I actually don't know what I would do in that situation. I mean, obviously what those people did, they like kind of got up on the ledges of the boat, <laughs> but they were all standing in water. Yeah. I yeah. Does Disney buy you um, new pants and shoes? And I don't know. Do you get Disney dollars for these D- shoes? Disney dollars. Is that really something that exists? It, not anymore. No. Oh. It hasn't okay. existed for like a lot of years. But how weird is it? Okay. So the Jungle Cruise happens and then the people mover like the next day like collides. I'm like, what is... They should drug test. <laughs> well, I mean, you can't blame the Jungle Cruise captain for the, I mean, did he, you know, when they do that one shot to scare off the hippos, did he shoot into the bottom of the boat? I, <laughs> I mean, they're know. blanks, clearly. But I mean, you can't blame the captain for that. And then I've never been on a people mover. You apparently know what the people mover is from Disneyland when they had it. So is it like trains or train? Like, what is it? It's like, I think it was like two cars attached to each other not like cars not like autopia or anything like that but they were like i don't know what i don't even know they're just like these two pod things that are linked and then they go like a train or a tram or whatever and they go down at least the one in disneyland went through star tours and they did this tron thing you've never seen this no i'm telling it was kind of cool uh you know but it was the ride that you went on in the summertime to relax and sit because part of it's air conditioned and everything but it takes you around the submarine ride i can't remember where else but it's kind of a i want to say it was like a 15 minute ride and then you um yeah it was really cool i i liked it i don't know why they took it out it's still there it just doesn't have the little trams up there anymore so so um, basically two of the little trams collided in disney world I'm guessing, but hmm. I don't know how that happens since it's all pretty much on those control panel things. That's what I'm saying. Drug test, people. Drug test. <laughs> so if there's actually workers pressing the button to, like, let them go and, yeah, okay. So I now, see what, what could have happened, you know, because we're in- investigative reporters here, <laughs> <laughs> what could have happened is if it slipped off the track and slid uh... down, because there are small, like, dips in, in, in the path. 
that are like going around corners and things like that. So I could see if maybe it slipped off the track that way. Cause I don't, honestly, I'm not an engineer, so I don't know how those rides. <laughs> You're not? <laughs> no. What are you talking about? No, I barely made it through graphic design school. Okay. So engineering, not my jam. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you've been to Disney World, right? Yes. Yes. See, I have not. I have not been to Disney World. Yeah. And you know what's funny is I did not ride either of those rides <laughs> when I went. But I went when my little one was, I say little one, he's, you know, big one now. <laughs> he's not but, that big. Okay. But I took him when he was like two or three, oh. I think, you know, yeah. um, to Magic Kingdom. Let me be clear. Because we've gone to other, what do they call them? Worlds? No, they don't call them worlds. Parks. What do they call? Thank Parks. you. Other parks. We've taken him to other parks, like, more recently. But um, Magic Kingdom, I have not been there since he was little, little. And uh, I will tell you, though, there is a big difference between Magic Kingdom and Disneyland. I'm from California. So are you. And I am a purist, okay? Purist, yes. I love Disneyland, okay? I know there's other people that love Disney World. But it's not the same flavor. It's not. It's just not. And it's funny that you bring this up because I was just having din- dinner with a girlfriend who's also a big time Disney fan like we are. And um, she had been to Disney World. And I don't remember even really how it came up. But she basically looks at me and she goes, it just doesn't have the same magic as Disneyland does. And That's she, true. Yeah. So she. Well, and then I actually I have never even investigated Disney world before because Disneyland has always been my happy place. And I'm totally fine with that. But like I looked, cause she mentioned it's a small world for whatever reason she mentioned about how like it's a small world at Disneyland is like this big clock. And when it goes off, you've got the little characters coming out and it's magical. It's like, yeah, it's part it, of the show in line, <laughs> right? It's like a show. But then when you look at what the Disney world one, it's just like a little tunnel you walk into. It's not magical at all. It's not anything similar to Disneyland. And you and I then talked about it and we were both wondering if it's because Disneyland was the one that Walt actually had input in building where like magic kingdom wasn't there before no. Walt passed away. No, that wasn't even his dream. Let's sorry to break anybody's dreams out there, but that wasn't what Walt wanted. Just saying <laughs> <laughs> we listened, uh, my kids and I, well, my husband was in the car. When we drove to Disneyland, we listened to Who Was Walt Disney? Like, you know, one of those little books uh-huh. um, on audio just because I wanted the kids to do something other than watch movies the entire time. I love time. those books. The Who Was books. I think those are great oh, books. They're fantastic. Because the kids learn, like, something, right? Uh-huh. Like, whatever. And so we were learning about Walt Disney because we're obviously going to Disneyland. I thought this is this is great. And so I learned a lot of stuff that I didn't even know, even being, you know, a huge Disney fan, but that... Really, his dream in Florida was Ep- Epcot, and Epcot was supposed to be like a utopian neighborhood kind of thing, not anything of what it is now, and there was no Magic Kingdom or Animal Kingdom or any of those things. That was so, never part of his plan. So really, let's look at it this way, how innovative Walt Disney truly was. He came up with the idea of master-planned community. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no, If seriously. you want to think about it that way. Yeah, you know, he was way ahead of his time. Way, way ahead of his time. Um, you know, it's just, he's he's amazing. But when I go to Disney World, I don't feel the magic. Sorry. I know I have friends that are going to be like, I don't even know who you are anymore. <laughs> well, I'm not one of those friends. But I do feel like I need to go um, at least once 
to well, see. Yeah. What, yeah. And my husband has mentioned it. He thought maybe the next time we took the kids to Disney, it should be Disney World. And I said, no, because, and this is the same way I am with restaurants. I don't know if anyone else is like this. <laughs> what? <laughs> Hold on. You'll see how it relates. I don't like going to places. Okay. No, actually, I shouldn't say that. I'll try new restaurants, but I usually will always eat the same thing at restaurants that I've always eaten uh-huh. because I'm afraid of trying something else and being disappointed. Oh, and then I'm, same. and then my, yeah, and then my whole meal is ruined. So I don't want to spend a shit ton of money uh, yeah. to take my kids to Disney World and have it suck, like, and have them not enjoy it and me hate it. I don't. I don't think it would suck. It's just different, you know. If you go in with the mentality and you just know it's going to be different, I will tell you one of the most eye-opening things that happened to me when I went to Magic Kingdom, and it threw me off is. There's not a parking lot in front of the entrance. It's a moat or it's some lake or something. What? You have to actually tram in to the front of the park. Yes, it it threw me off. I'm like looking at Disneyland or Walt Disney World, right? The Magic Kingdom on my left side. And when you look over, there's just water. It's weird. Like I'm like, where's the parking lot? <laughs> well, didn't so I'm confused. Where is parking? See, because I never park at Disneyland anymore. I either take a tram like a tram or yeah. a walk so where is the parking for disney anymore because i feel like it's in that big structure and then there is some ground oh, parking you know what that's off right. to the okay. side and then they have um overflow parking way down uh the road but i mean it's all trams basically bringing you into the park so i mean it's kind of the same thing like you really you could walk to the park from the parking structure it's just a pain in the butt that's all hmm. um and you have to walk through downtown Disney. What a shame. <laughs> right. <laughs> Spend all your money before you actually get to Yeah. yeah. So yeah. anyways, that's our thoughts okay. on, you know, Disney and, and sadly the, um, the tragedies. <laughs> the tragedies <laughs> happening in Disney World in right Disney now. Disney World. I think the best part of that tragedy, though, was were the memes on Facebook and Instagram. How have I not seen these yet? I don't know. I haven't seen any memes. So I really? guess I'm not paying attention. No. There's one of the boat where it's sinking, right? Obviously, that everybody has seen. And then there, somebody has, like, superimposed Jack and Rose. Like, oh, God. Her holding on to him, saying, I'll never let go. <laughs> That's horrible. And then There's they have one with, with um, what's his name? Johnny Depp standing on it and he's like why is the rum gone (laughs) (laughs) yes and another one like save the rum i'm like oh my gosh this is fantastic well hello it's not pirates of the caribbean that's sinking people it's jungle cruise get it correct yeah yeah so anyways (laughs) so i'm paris i'm the tiger mom to one cub and married for ten and a half years to the man that brings home three quarters of the bacon i'll give it to him (laughs) (laughs) As a future billionaires, that's me, I plan to travel the world and drag Courtney and her kids on every single Disney cruise I can take them on just so I can be entertained with her unpacking of five people every single time. You're super, you know, I want to say you're an asshole because that's really messed up just to but do you that can't. entertainment. But you can't. But I can't because <laughs> I want to go on a Disney cruise. <laughs> So I'm Courtney, the crazy mom to three. Some days I'm the crazy one. And then some days my kids are the crazy ones. But I mean, really, the only reason I get crazy is because of them. So it's really all their fault. I don't care what anyone tells me. That was a lot of crazies. It was. That's my life. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's just how it is. I've been married for 12 years, and I'm just really not sure if I've got this figured out yet. So, you know, there's that. You've got it figured out. I don't want to hear it. 
So anyways, <laughs> so I grew up in Los Angeles and you know that movie Friday with Ice Cube and Chris Tucker? That was like 100% truth on how my neighborhood was where I was growing up. Uh, minus having Debo to threaten people and their lives. <laughs> but the look of that neighborhood was pretty spot on where I grew up. It was pretty cool. Um, I wouldn't know about that. I've never actually watched that movie, I think. What? What? How's yeah. that even possible? So... Here's how it's possible. There's an age gap between Courtney and I, and I think it's like 10 years, right? Uh, no, it's four years, friend. Hello. No, no that doesn't sound right, friend. <laughs> You're like way <laughs> younger than me. I think I'm right. Okay, dear God. Okay, I know our birth years, and I know some basic math. It's four years. Just because I act like a 12-year-old at times doesn't mean I'm actually a child. Well, you still look like it. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Well, then we would be the same age because I also, too, act like I am 12 years old. So anyways, growing up back in the day was so different than it is now. I remember walking to school, not in snow, but with my friends <laughs> that was like over a mile and a half-ish, I think, to and from, okay, and from school. And it was totally safe. And we didn't have cell phones. I still remember that there was, oh my God, the best donuts ever, Frontier Donuts, and on the corner. But before we got to school, we would stock up on, you know, those donut holes, which is totally yes. healthy. Never mind that I had a sugar laced cereal before I left for school. <laughs> now I'm like eating all these donut holes before I get into class. And then after school, we would stop at the 7-Eleven to buy Slurpees and handfuls of Laffy Taffy. Do you remember those? Oh, that was when yeah. they were like squares, I think. And then like mm -hmm. um, they, they were, were right next to rocks. No. That's now and laters. Oh, yes. Laffy Taffies are totally Sorry. different. I Got didn't like the now and laters. So, you know, those were the good old days. You know, I certainly never worried that someone was going to snatch me up and steal me. I think that the four years between us actually does make our childhoods just slightly different in some ways. But the other thing that really makes it different, too, is where we grew up. So I was a Northern Cali kid. I grew up in Modesto. Not the Modesto you know now, though. So my house was across from a huge, like, dirt field. We were basically on the outskirts of the last few housing developments before you got to the cattle farms. Jesus. So, but <laughs> Right? But, like, now when you go there, it's just solid houses. Like, from what I can see on Google, I haven't been there in freaking years. But um, it was also not abnormal to walk a mile or a few to school. And usually, you know, meeting up with your friends and stuff. I can't remember, though. There was a grocery store right by my house, and I used to also go in there and get a donut before school uh, when I used to walk to high school. I always got a donut every morning. Oh, God. No Cal versus SoCal. It's a war, people. Courtney and I are pretty much breaking <laughs> the rules by being best friends. <laughs> We're the Montagues and Capulets without the happy daggers and drinking poison. <laughs> Shakespeare is one twisted fuck if you ask me. <laughs> Damn, dude. Like going right to Romeo and Juliet. Oh, speaking of which, total squirrel though. Uh, did I tell you that the oldest minion just did Romeo and Juliet in English class? I'm not no. sure if I told you about this. Uh -uh. Oh my God. And <laughs> it made, it, I was just, I, it was so funny. He was so angry with the end of it. He was annoyed. <laughs> so this is why though. It was so funny. He was annoyed with the families deciding after Romeo and Juliet died that they should stop fighting. He was all like, hello, like 10 people died already. And it took this for you to figure it out. 
I really, I couldn't help but laugh at his indignation. He was so pissed. (laughs) (laughs) Just tell him to watch the Leonardo DiCaprio and Claire Danes version and call it a day. It's the only one that made any sense to me anyway. Uh Uh, It helps that they put Leo in it for me anyways. They did it just for me, by the way. I would even listen to him if he was speaking Spanish to me. I would do it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'll I'll tell your nephew that. Um, So yeah, you know, NorCal and SoCal are are definitely different types of places to be raised. I did end up changing high schools when I was in Cali, too. I went to a small school where I basically hang out with cowboys. So that probably totally makes you want to disown me. unfriending now on facebook hold on (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh the best part about growing up in la hands down the ice cream trucks the paletas man and the elote cart lady all things that i had no fear of running after with my money i was like take my money (laughs) (laughs) i remember the ice cream man of course what kid doesn't have that memory i want a fucking bomb pop or ooh, a choco taco or yes or the generic mickey mouse ice cream with the gumball eyes that really just when you think about it now it was kind of nightmare inducing yeah his little eyeball looked like it was gonna melt off yeah especially when you got him in the summertime no no he was always always (laughs) cockeyed our kids don't even know what they're missing out on no they don't have the ice cream man it's so sad there is something to be said about hearing that car- carnival-esque music that sounds like it's about to die blasting through your hood <laughs> and scrambling for your piggy bank to see how many ice creams and Mexican candy I could get. That was what I was always doing. Saladitos were the bomb, and I love getting those push pops. Those were my jam. I remember push pops. But now, if someone in a white van is offering something to our kids, we told them to run for their lives. So. <laughs> So my curfew, just like everyone else our age, I think, uh, was when the streetlights came on. Now, for my kid, at least, uh, I can't speak for everybody, especially Courtney. uh, We, me and my husband, don't let him play outside without some sort of parent present. Yeah, I mean, when I was a kid, I used to ride my bike all over the neighborhood. We used to go to the neighborhood park by ourselves and meet our friends. I mean, I remember telling my parents where, like, I was, like, general idea-wise. But I do remember getting into trouble, like, probably more than once, uh, for not being where they thought I was going to be because I did, you know, they needed me to come home early for something and I had wandered off. But I got in trouble for that. But uh, I didn't, because I didn't really follow direction very well. But, I mean, my parents didn't worry about it. It was only if they needed me for something. Yeah. I mean, you know, that whole them wanting you to come home early. Do you ever think like that was just a bullshit thing to say? Because there was never any reason to come home early. No, there wasn't. Like there ever. Was ne- ever. It wasn't that there was dinner ready. It was. It no, was just- exactly. Yeah. I'm like, well, the fuck did I bust my ass to get home early? For what? So you could look at me and make sure I was alive. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Maybe that was what it was. And we just never had these conversations with our parents. It's possible. Wow. Epiphany. That's cool. <laughs> now that Suddenly, parents, understanding. It's dogs. very clear. It only took 42 years for me to figure this out. <laughs> so me and my friends, we would ride our bikes for hours and like miles. It was crazy. Like we didn't even tell our parents where the fuck we were going. We just took off. And as long as we were home when the lights came on, we didn't get the third degree. It was crazy. <laughs> so I know I always mention this, but we do live in a smaller town here. And I have pr- pushed my comfort levels. Um and allowing my kids to do things on their own in town. But to be honest, one of my biggest fears is not kidnapping so much, but it's the way that people 
drive here. We don't have a lot of stoplights around where our house is. Mostly it's all stop signs and people have no fucking patience when it comes to a stop sign or a yield sign. There have been a number of kids hit and that's always my biggest fear. Yeah, it's the way people drive everywhere. Okay. I live in a cul-de-sac and so do you, right? Right. Um, And assholes still feel the need to speed down here, which i it's the dumbest thing ever. Our cul-de-sac is much shorter than yours. And I really need to be like those smart parents that get that, uh, what is it, the kids at play sign. Hello, Amazon. I will be seeing you later this afternoon. (laughs) I'm sure you could find that there, too. I'm sure I could. And speaking of Amazon, I wonder how long it will be before Amazon just chips us all and so they know what we want before we want it and then just magically shows up on our doorstep. I could get down with that. And you you know what you're talking about letting your your kids go around the corner i'll never forget when you let your oldest go to target and i was like my heart i'm like looking at you i'm like you're just gonna let him go <laughs> i'll never well, forget it because it like still gives me like kind of a a, a heart attack because i'm like oh my god she's just gonna let him i know how far target is and it's not like it's right around the corner i'm like there are streets involved friend why are you letting him go <laughs> Yeah, but see, here's the thing. And my town is basically split by a highway. And it's one of those. That's even worse. I Okay, but hold on. <laughs> so I would never allow my kids to ride their bikes across the highway. Always. Ugh. Any place that they want to stay or go, it has to be on our side. And Target is on our side. It was really hard for me to push that limit. But it's what all the kids here do. Be, but because I'm from Vegas and it just that I have paranoia i have a hard time but i do let him but listen when i was there all i know is i wanted to jump on the bike with him to make sure he was okay <laughs> i was gonna go to target even though i didn't need anything well who am over, i kidding <laughs> i always need something but yes i remember that and yeah. i know you're over there like holy shit she did remember that <laughs> <laughs> so you did mention it we do live at a cul-de-sac and ours is weird because we're the entrance to a long road that goes to the cul-de-sac but there's no other outlet or inlet. How do you say that? Outlet? Whatever. I don't and know. And you, you would think people that are driving down there realize they're not going anywhere but to a cul-de-sac. But they drive like bats out of hell sometimes. And it really irritates me. So I honestly feel better for my kids if they ride their bikes away from our street. So they're like more out in the open. And hopefully people will not be so fucking stupid with the way they're driving. So here's my PSA for drivers. Hey, assholes. Slow down. There are kids around. Yeah, there's my PSA. <laughs> I don't know about riding bikes either because people suck. Uh, have you seen how many bike riders die all the time from asshole drivers? It's no, it's just crazy I... to me. But then again, don't get me started on the asshole bike riders that also don't follow the rules. You know, it's like, listen, evil Knievel, you are on essentially an alloy stick with two wheels. Don't test my Camry with floating outside of that bike lane. Okay. Stay yeah. in your fucking lane. You know, you need to follow your rules and I will follow mine. But you know what else I don't like? I don't like parents that teach their kids or don't teach their kids about bike safety and the rules of the fucking road. They just let them go for it. Like, go with the flow of traffic. That's all I'm asking. Is it really that difficult? You're asking me about bike riders? Hello. I live in Oregon. They're literally (laughs) bred here. And yes, they freak me out. I don't like the way they ride often here they're riding on roads that that are too small for a bike rider and a car and you can't pass them because there's too much traffic and so then you end up driving super slow and you're freaking out because you're afraid someone's going to tailgate you or not tailgate you but rear end you 
And, and Lord help me, like if you get into their lane for any reason, I've heard of people getting their cars hit. I've heard about them getting screamed at and flipped off. Like they've got road rage just as bad as car drivers from what I've heard. Wow. Bike rage is a thing, huh? Yeah. <laughs> it's like I said, people are just assholes. Well, it's never actually happened to me. I will say that. But I've just heard stories. I do try to share the road and be careful because I realize that there are people that are riding bikes. I realize there are kids out there. But see what I, you know, I want to say, see what I did there? That's how you drive without being an asshole. Just be careful. <laughs> so. Can we talk about our days of dealing with teachers versus our kids? Teachers were not nearly as accessible to parents as they are now. Good Lord. I can text my kid's teacher any time of day. Not that she'll fucking answer me any time of day because she don't. But <laughs> I have daily access to his grades in real time pretty much. I am super happy that I grew up when I did because my ass would have been in way more trouble all the time instead of just when the report card came out and I <laughs> sat there and I erased part of, you know, the letter and tried to change it with my pencil. You are horrible. You did not. No, I'm smart. Like, uh, what's that? Cher Horowitz on Clueless. She was doing that shit too. <laughs> <laughs> I think that the digital age like changes that for one. Now it, now it's just like super easy to just email your teacher. Whereas when we were kids, our parents just had to wait for like parent teacher conferences or of course they waited until they got like some sort of discipline form from the school. <laughs> then they got involved, right? Yeah. And I also think that parents put a whole new level of crazy into things like grades in elementary school. I'm pretty sure my parents did not stress about that when I was a kid. It's an added level of stress that we just don't need with this whole accessibility to the teacher. I mean, I appreciate being able to see his progress and all, but damn, talk about making us parents more accountable. Shit. Elementary grades are not what get kids into college. But man, parents sure as shit act like their kid is already on their way to Ivy League, but like up to like second grade. Uh, you know what? Is that a slam on me, Courtney? I am raising a future president, damn it. <laughs> I mean... Do you think his elementary grades are going to get him into the White House? Because, hate to break it to your friend, they won't. You know, the way that presidential hopefuls dig into people's past, you never know. I consider it being extra prepared. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, this will be my point, though. My kids actually don't have letter grades in elementary school, which isn't a bad thing, I think. It's more of like an on-pace rating, so you know that they're learning what they're supposed to be. Okay. That's because you're in a state with progressive bullshit. <laughs> Here's a sunshine sticker and an alligator on your kid's progress. Like, how the fuck are you supposed to, like, deal with that? It's a Getty sticker. Get it right. I hate you. <laughs> Whatever. I just don't agree with kids not getting to be kids. That's my thing. Which is one reason I am really glad, like, our school system has started to lessen the amount of homework that comes home in elementary school. It allows them some learning time at home, but then they're able to just be kids when they're in the safety of their own house. What about research? These kids have it so good with Master oh. Google. Oh, my goodness. When I was a kid, I feel like such a mom. When I was a kid. <laughs> I had to walk uphill yeah. both ways in the snow without Serious. shoes. Serious. <laughs> so here I am as a mom. When I was a kid, I had shelves of encyclopedias that I had to search through to find my answers for my reports oh and my. things. Oh, my God. Yes. Every time my oldest is doing some sort of project, it makes me laugh when he's just at home on his Chromebook doing research. <laughs> oh, and you know, and that's another thing in our school district. I don't know about everybody's, but we're pretty lucky, I think. But every middle and high schooler gets a, to check out a laptop for the entire year. So they really don't have to go to a place like, I don't know, the library. 
Plus, the majority of their assignments are submitted through online portals. Oh, my gosh. My kid isn't at that age yet, but fourth grade, they all got iPads. <laughs> so he's not doing too shabby, I guess. Like, what the hell? I understand the need for it, I guess, but these kids are fancy. <laughs> well, the iPads come into play because so much learning is now happening through apps. Or not so much learning, but probably like the practice. Mm-hmm. Um, so all the kids have iPads and they participate in class activity by using an app. It's kind of amazing, but it's all and nuts, maybe all at once. Like, I'm yeah. not sure. I don't know. Sticking with technology, how about the birth of video games? Oh, damn. Oh, yes. Our generation got to see it from its birth. I remember playing Pong on Microsoft DOS computers. Do you remember (laughs) those? Oh, my gosh. The black screen with only green. Jesus. (laughs) And I thought that was amazeballs back in the day. I uh, I don't know if I actually did play Pong on Microsoft DOS computer, but I do remember playing Oregon Trail on the old school computers at, like, at school. Old school computers wow. at school. Wow. <laughs> old school computers you at know, school. You know, old computers, whatever. Jesus. You know, the big <laughs> ones. But, you know, dude, it was like literally the coolest thing ever to go to computer lab during the day because it wasn't about learning typically. <laughs> it was all about like learning how to not die from dysentery. Hmm. But <laughs> I do remember when we had the original Nintendo in my house and when the cartridges would need to be blown on when they didn't work. Like, what the fuck? How does that even work? I don't know. But you used uh. to blow on it to make it work. <laughs> He said blow on it. (laughs) Whatever. That's what she said. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So our kids nowadays are not as easy to entertain. They don't appreciate the intricacies of beautiful video games. And they're easily bored. And I just don't get it, you know. And I want to move. They want to move on to the next, you know, best thing or whatever their friends are currently playing online. Like, I just don't think they deserve all of this beautiful technology (laughs) that they've been given and that we've had to suffer through from the very beginning. (laughs) Well, when we were kids, we had that one or we had like one or two games and we were gold. Like those were our games. But now it's like new games are out every week and they are easy to access through online purchases. So our, and also you have to remember that our kids have grown up in like instant gratification. So they don't even understand what it's like to not have that. They're brats. That's true. That is true. I still remember playing Super Mario Brothers, and it holds a special place in my heart. I freaking love that game and would still play it today if I had it. So, husband, I know you are listening, my darling. Here is your chance, your absolute chance to buy me an awesome birthday present. Your nerdy wife would really appreciate it. All right. Hint, hint. If you didn't get that hint. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) so how about having to sit in a certain place in the house to make a phone call because it was attached to the wall by a cord (laughs) (laughs) or the beauty of having to unravel that amazing coiled phone cord while you know you put it in the air and it untwirls and the receiver end drops and hits your big toe in the process ow (laughs) i remember my grandma buying the phone and then having to get the extra attachment of the 24 or 30 foot cord so she could walk around the entire house with it man but i think like the long cord was the worst because it would get the most tangled yes but we totally had one too because mostly i i feel like your phone was usually always in your kitchen that was like just the place everyone had their phones and my mom would move around like doing things in the kitchen while on the phone but that just gives me anxiety because i have to have my cell phone like right next to my bed nowadays all i can think about is like what if there's an emergency and i can't call so clearly our parents didn't think like that <laughs> 
God, what about an emergency call and having to do it on a rotary phone? Fuck that. We're dying. <laughs> <laughs> I really love the videos on Ellen when she tries to get kids to use a rotary phone. I laugh my ass off every time. It's hilarious. I have not seen any of those, but it sounds amazing. Oh, God. YouTube, friend. Use it. I realize you were still partially <laughs> stuck in the past, but YouTube is a gift in some ways. Hell, I fell into a deep, dark hole like the other day of how to do eye makeup the other day and... And then uh, remember that that dip nail video I sent you? Like, how would I learn these things if I didn't have YouTube? Okay, that dip nail video, though, six minutes of time I'll never get back in my life. But that's how long it takes to do the nails. Uh, but Actually, it's... it probably takes longer because they probably shorten it for the video. Like, that's a ridiculous I just don't process. Get it. Why would you want to do this? At, like, at that point, know. I'm going to the nail salon. Like, no, I'm not I doing six. No, no, hard pass. I mean, they looked good-ish. No, they did. Uh, well, I mean, yeah. They only look as good as you are at painting your nails, basically. (laughs) Yeah, don't let our friend, I'm not going to say her name, but (laughs) when she used to paint her nails in the office. And it looked like a four-year-old did it. (laughs) It was the funniest thing. I love her, but oh my God, she cannot paint her fingernails. Yeah, it's like for (laughs) Speaking of YouTube and video on demand in general... I am super jealous of our kids on this arena, okay? When I was a kid, I had to wait until Saturday morning to watch hours of cartoons. I didn't get no, you know, on-demand shit with (laughs) Netflix. They will never know the horror of having to run to the bathroom during commercial break only to miss some, like, pivotal scene in the show because you didn't get back fast enough. (laughs) And now that I'm thinking about this, I swear, when I see commercial breaks now, which does not happen very often because I very rarely watch live TV, (laughs) but I would swear the commercial breaks back then were way shorter than they are now. Yeah, well, maybe. But I always knew my cue uh, to go to the bathroom on Saturday mornings was that dog with the fire hydrant. Do you remember this? And it was claymation. And the guy would start singing and it would be, after these messages, we'll be right back. And then the little dog would bark. That's how I knew. And that was my time to sprint to the fucking bathroom, get my shit handled and come right back. even remember all that? I don't. It's a catchy fucking tune, okay? I guess you just sang <laughs> Claymation was like the shit back then, you know, like, like Pee-wee's Gumby? Playhouse. Yes, Gumby, but Pee-wee's Playhouse had it on his like little show before he showed his Pee-wee. You know what I mean? <laughs> Until he showed the little Pee-wee. <laughs> That's horrible. Okay, so this this episode is getting really long because we could literally talk about this shit forever. Um, but let's talk about the one way each of us see modern times is making parenting a bit easier, like digital and that type of thing. For me, it's the app Life 360. So if you haven't heard of this app and you have kids that have phones, you need to get this app. So basically it's an app. It creates a group of people and they can track each other's phones. So when my kids are going anywhere by themselves, I, this is how I know they actually get to where they're headed and like when they have to leave the house alone or something like that, I'm able to see them where they're at. I also track my husband. So there's that too, but <laughs> Jesus, you mean you don't want them to have pagers and text and code numbers? One, four, three, Courtney, one, four, three. That would do me no damn good these days, but I do remember what one, four, three means. So I love you too. You big dope. so for me i'm considering buying the circle which of course is a disney product don't hate me 
I am a stockholder after all. <laughs> if you don't know what Circle is, it's a device that you can hook to your Wi-Fi and it basically will manage your family's internet and what they're allowed to be on. And you can also minimize their time online and basically police the shit out of your family's entire internet experience. Okay? <laughs> As the mom, this is badass. This is big brother <laughs> bullshit right here. That's right. But in my own house. All right? <laughs> so I believe it's a monthly service. I haven't, like, done my whole research yet. But I think it's pretty reasonable. I also want it because I can see how much time my kid is spending on certain school assignments. Yet another stressor to put into my world. I don't know if I want that. But maybe I better not get this damn thing. Just kidding. I am getting it as soon as I get off this podcast. <laughs> well, I guess all well, the positives, of course, come all the negatives. Because with more access to the world, our children are exposed to much more. So it just means, in turn, as parents, we have to be even more involved and more vigilant with our activities. I'm tired of all these activities. I want to be a 1950s mom where the only thing I had to worry about was not burning the fucking cookies and making sure we invite Betty and Doug over for dinner because we owe them a dinner. Why can't I live in that era? <laughs> Sometimes it seems like it'd be nice to go backward, but then my phone connects to the Bluetooth in my car and my music plays without me needing to rewind a tape. And <laughs> I'm super happy with advancement at that point. <laughs> and... We wouldn't have this fucking amazing podcast without the amazingness of technology. See, another good point for the future. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it. At the end of the day, we're just two moms. And friends. Trying to keep our shit together. Lipstick off our teeth. Keep the kids alive. And enjoy every moment. If you want to send us your mom stories or a topic that you would like us to chat about on our podcast, email us at momswhosaythefword at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram with our handle at momswhosaythefword. And remember, if you can't say something nice, come sit next to us. Don't forget to tune in next week for a brand new episode. And if you liked what you heard today, please give us a five-star rating wherever you have found our podcast. It really helps us. Till then, these moms are fucking out.